You are listening to Forged Among Stars, a solo RPG actual play podcast presented by DiceGeeks.com. Welcome. My name is Matt Davids. I will be your game master and only player during this season of Forged Among Stars. I am a tabletop RPG writer, game designer, as well as a novelist. I thank you so much for joining me as I play through Ironsworn Star Forged, a tabletop RPG designed by Sean Tompkin. If you would like to learn more about me or the game, please check for links in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. Now, it is time to journey among the stars. Well, 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 just to wrap up a few things from last episode, Hawking Duval has just sworn an iron vow to help Dancer get off of Paragon Station. I went ahead and created a challenge track for this. I decided to give this the rank of Troublesome. Um, I, I know I might be underselling it a little bit, but I think just getting her off the station is fairly straightforward. It's the consequences of doing so that could be pretty bad. Right, it's not. She's not being kept prisoner. She's not being held against her will necessarily. She just signed a contract, and now she wants out. And Hawking has to deal with Brianna Keelan Buzzard, who runs the station, who is probably not going to be happy. Although Hawking now shares a bond with Buzzard, and also since Hawking swore an iron vow. To Dancer, we are going to try to resolve that relationship and try to create a bond with her as well because we are up to nine on the progress track. So I am going to roll Forge a Bond. Oh, well, oh, well. Okay, so a weak hit. We can kind of deal with that. So this means that the person asks something of us or demands something of us and we can swear an iron vow but we just did so that's a little confusing so i think i'll just think of something and then do it um what would be a complication what would she ask hmm maybe it would be maybe it would be sooner than hawking thought or is that is that tough enough i don't know Maybe he can't tell Buzzard. They have to sneak her off. Uh, no. Hmm. Let me think about this one. I think it's maybe that. Yeah. Let's just go with. She needs to get off the station really quickly. She just wants to be out. Re remember, we rolled. Why I'm doing this whole story arc with Dancer is that when I rolled initially on the table, it said she was desperate. And I'm interpreting that as being that she is desperate to get off this station. As they share that moment in the airlock, and Hawking swears this iron vow to her, and she is very impressed. But she looks up at him and says, I have to leave very soon. I can't take this anymore. And Hawking sees the pain in her eyes. And he understands 
that he has to act very, very quickly. So we are going to forge a bond with her and we're going to assign her another role. And I will also get a tick on my legacy bonds track. Okay, so I assigned Dancer a another role. And so I used the character role table and I got Investigator. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but um, everybody in the Forge is a complex person, let's just say, huh? She is an entertainer investigator who was working on a salvage space station. But hey, you know, I, I'm not telling you what to do with your life, okay, man? You just, you just got to do what you got to do. Okay, so she, that's what she is. <laughs> um, um, okay. And also, I think in the airlock... Dancer asks this of Hawking Duvall. She turns to go, and he says, I'm Hawking Duvall. And she looks back and says, My name's Echo. Hawking smiles and says, That's a beautiful name. Dancer, Echo, smiles as well. And then says, Remember, I have to leave soon. And he says, Yes, I understand. First thing in the morning, I'll put everything in motion, and we'll be off this station. By tomorrow. She looks at him and nods and says, I'll go get ready. I'll see you in the morning. And she leaves the airlock. As the door closes, Hawking turns and opens the door leading into the shard of the sun, and he walks in, his head spinning a bit, wondering what he has just done, swearing a sacred vow to somebody who he met only a few days ago, ready to possibly cross the person the only person that he's been able to forge a bond with in years? Hmm. He doesn't understand. What is he doing? What is he doing? And then there is a little voice that rings softly in his ears. You're playing a dangerous game, Hawking. Hawking shakes his head. Thank you, Monarch. Thank you for that. That's just what I need. I need a voice in my head telling me I'm in trouble. Oh, I didn't say you were in trouble. I just said you were playing a dangerous game. Well, what was I supposed to do? She needs help. And she's... And she's... Beautiful? Well, yes, but... It doesn't have anything to do with it. She needs help. And Mr. Hawking Duvall is so lonely, isn't he? Hawking kind of almost like just nervously or kind of like looks around the room like he's so used to having somebody to look at when he's talking to them but this voice is in his head and he he can't shake that and he's just like where do i look if i'm talking to somebody in my head he doesn't know where to look and he says oh come on monarch yes i'm lonely yes she's beautiful she's in trouble i'm gonna help her even if it means crossing buzzard or brianna is it now that we've come to using dirt side names. Yeah, yeah, even if that's what it means. I, I didn't know what else to do. But you still have the precursor vault, don't you? Yes, I need to get into that vault. I don't know if Buzzard or Brianna, whatever I'm going to call her now, I don't know if she considers that her property, but it's not. I can take the shard down and land nearby and explore it with or without her permission. Mm, you're playing a dangerous game. You've already said that, Monarch. I'll go to her in the morning and talk to her. After a fitful sleep of 
kind of thinking about plans and what he's going to say, Hawking Duvall gets up in the morning, goes into Paragon Station, eats breakfast with the crew, and then as they all return to their stations, he gathers himself, walks up to the command center where Buzzard is controlling her operation, and he says, Buzzard, can we speak privately? She looks at him, nods, of course, of course. Here, come over and step into my office. <laughs> can I use any more cliches? Okay, so they step over to the side of the command area, and there is just like a, a door, but it just leads into basically what is an alcove, and it has a computer terminal and two chairs, and it's very cramped, very small office kind of reflects her personality a little bit it's probably just like covered in stuff just like stuff all over the place all over like the keyboards and things like you just have to move stuff before you could even get any work done and she takes hawking in there she sits down motions him to the other seat they're only just a matter of a few feet apart and she says what is it look pretty serious he looks up at her and says well, possibly, Brianna. He uses her name very purposefully uh, to remind her of their bond. And he looks at her and says, Yes, everything's great. I got your payment. Everything came through. The terms of our deal was done properly. Everything was great there. I had two things that I wanted to talk to you about. First was the precursor vault. She looks kind of like, Oh, really? What about the precursor vault? Well, I was thinking, since you're just mining materials on the outside, and you've never been in side of it, correct? No. No, we haven't. It's usually too dangerous. It's very lucrative just to sell the metal. Oh, of course, of course, Hawking says. But I would like to go inside. I didn't want to cross you or violate your territory, as it were, or your claim. I want to go inside and look for artifacts. She raises her eyebrows. Well, well, Hawking Duval, that is a very dangerous mission. They say all types of ancient evils lurk in those places. Hawking nods. Yes, yes, I know. I've been in a few already. This is very important to me. I, I need to go inside. Buzzard thinks a moment. Well, let me think about it. What was your other request? Hawking kind of straightens up, looks her square in the eye, gathers his courage, and says, When I leave the station, Dancer will be coming with me. Brianna Keelan, Buzzard, owner of Paragon Station, salvager, researcher. Her face just kind of goes blank and stares at Hawking as she is processing. Processing news that she did not want to hear. All right, well, we're going to do some moves here, I think. <laughs> um, we are going to do certainly compel, but I also think we're going to do test relationship. I think we might have to do those twice each. I think we might have to do compel for the precursor vault and then test relationship on that. 
and then compel and test relationship on taking Dancer with him, I think. Should he do anything before these things? Should Hawking Duval try to secure an advantage or something? What could he do to make it more palatable? I'm not sure. I mean, nothing that I do is going to give me a mechanical benefit. Really. Unless I secure advantage. Ah, that's it. Okay. I'm going to try to secure an advantage by offering her something. So Hawking Duvall leans back, puts his hands up, kind of an open, kind of sincere gesture. And he says, look, I know this is a lot, but in exchange for allowing me access to the vault and allowing Dancer to come with me, I will return my fee, my negotiating fee for handling your conflict. I'll just return my entire fee. And I'm going to roll secure an advantage. Buzzard seems to be kind of impressed with this offer. And I rolled versus heart. And I got a weak hit. So this means I can either take plus two to momentum or plus one on my next roll. I, I think I'm going to take plus two momentum. That puts me in a good position to burn it and try to get a strong success or something like that if I get a miss here. Because now what I am going to do is I am going to roll compel. I, I was thinking I needed to roll them twice each. I, I don't I don't know if that makes much sense. Do I just bundle these together and just roll compel once and then test relationship once? But it seems a little weak because then if I get strong hits on those, then I just get everything I want without any complications. Hmm. Well, let me see. Well, first off, I got a bit of advantage by saying that I was going to give her the payment back. So I think what that means mechanically then to make this cost a little bit more, if she says yes, I'm going to have to take down my supply that like I had to pay her money. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. All right. Well, first, we're going to roll compel the first time. Yeah, I'm still going back and forth if I should roll it twice or once. Let's just, I'll just roll it once and say this is for the precursor vault at first. If I need to change something, I will. But this is compel for the precursor vault. Okay. So I got a strong hit on that. So that says that the person agrees to my terms and that I get plus one to momentum. So I am up to nine momentum and the person agrees to my terms. So I'm going to envision this like this. I'm going to say Brianna kind of leans back in her chair and she says, look, if you're crazy enough to go inside that precursor vault, it's your skin. It's not mine. And I still get all my medals. Doesn't interrupt my business at all. So what do I care? Now she may secretly care. Because we're going to roll test relationship. Okay, I got a strong hit. So that means our relationship is intact. I get to mark some extra progress. I'm going to have to look up rules on that for somebody that I have a bond with. So this didn't affect our relationship. So asking about the precursor vault doesn't affect our relationship. I, I mean, as I've been saying, she just minds the metal, right? She's just taking slabs of metal off the outside. She doesn't really care what is on the inside. 
and she doesn't really care if Hawking goes down there <laughs> and gets himself into trouble uh, because it doesn't disrupt her business at all. But now this is where we're going to come upon something interesting. When he tries to compel her to have Dancer come with him, I think this is going to be an issue, but there is really no way to make this mechanically harder that I know of. So I'm just going to roll, and we're going to be at the mercy of the dice. It feels like this is going to be a problem. Now, I guess I could roll on the oracle and ask about whether it's likely or unlikely, but I'm just going to try it here at first. I'm just going to roll compel to see if I can take... <laughs> Dancer with me when I leave the station. Okay, so I got a weak hit on asking whether or not she will allow Dancer to come with me. So this means she does agree to my terms, so Dancer can come with me. However, there is a price. I'm going to say not only do I give her my fee back, which would bring me down to four supply, because I think that would be a pretty good consequence. I think also... She wants more money. Just looks at Hawking and says, well, I've paid for her contract. You can buy her contract out. And Hawking kind of nods, says, okay, I'll buy her contract out. So this is going to take another hit to supply. So we will drop supply down one for giving his feedback. So that goes to four. And then we'll drop it down to three for paying the rest of Dancer's contract. But now we are going to roll test relationship because Buzzard here may not like this at all and may turn against Hawking and be upset with him. So we're going to roll test relationship. All right. Well, I got a strong hit. So that means I developed my relationship. I, I don't remember the rules on that just yet. So I'm going to make a couple marks here to look those up. All right. So this means... She is okay with it, and I only got a strong hit because I had formed a bond with her already. Now, I don't know if I'm moving these a little too quickly. Um, I made them easy, but like I said, I'm still trying to get used to this game. Um, and I really am just trying to just figure this out. <laughs> and um, I'm not trying to go easy on my character um, for any particular reason other than I am trying to learn these rules and I really am open to anything happening here. It's just uh, today I've been getting some uh, strong hits, so that is awesome. So Hawking has now made an agreement. He is going to buy out the rest of Dancer's contract and... This has hurt him quite a bit on supply, and I don't think there is any chance of him of then turning around and saying, well, can I resupply here? <laughs> because we've already had a sojourn. Uh, so I think that's pretty much done, and we're going to have to uh, live with the plus three supply until we can do something else. So what he is going to do, he is going to, him and... Buzzard here, Brianna, they, they finish their conversation and she just asks, well, when will you be leaving? And he said, today, actually, probably within the hour, Brianna, 
I really do thank you for the bit of time that we shared together and the work as well, because I hadn't had a job in a while. She kind of smiles and looks back at him. Yeah, I could tell, but I needed your services and you came through. So now, if you don't mind, I am busy and I will be even more busy once I am missing a member of my crew. Hawking nods and kind of gets the hint. Very well. I will be leaving and uh, I will go collect Dancer and we will be out of your hair. She nods. Hawking gets up, walks to the door. As the door opens, then he turns around and he says, Although, I do hope we meet again. And she nods and says, Yes, yeah, so do I. So do I. Then he turns and he walks out onto the command deck. I'm going to say a couple people are there, but Dancer is not one of them. So he heads off through the, the industrial maze that is Paragon Station. Corridors with piping and tubes and wires all hanging down. And he makes his way to Dancer's quarters and he rings the bell. She opens the door, sees him, smiles, and then says... What's happened? And he looks at her and says, Well, uh, I've talked to Buzzard, and you are coming with me. And her smile brightens, and she kind of just leaps up instinctually and gives him a bit of a hug. Okay. Now, Hawking kind of gets a bit excited at the touch. He hasn't been touched in a long time. And there was kind of a bit of a thrill there. And she backs up and says, let me just grab my things. And she runs back into her quarters. And Hawking stands in the doorway, watching this slight, flashy young woman pack some of her belongings and grab some bags. All right, so now I haven't marked progress on our goal to, or our vow to get Dancer off of the station. I think we've reached a couple milestones, have we? Um, obviously, getting permission would be there, but she is still on the station. However, I think with the compel and test relationship, I think those were two milestones. So I'm going to mark progress a couple times. So that will get us up to six. Okay, so then. Dancer grabs her items, and she comes back to the door just with a small, maybe like a backpack and a duffel bag. And she says, I'm ready to go. So Hawking and her turn, and they walk down these industrial corridors. And they head to the airlock, and they open the door, and they board Shard of the Sun. And Hawking just tells her to put her belongings down really quickly and to come to the cockpit, and they will disembark. They head into the cockpit. Hawking sits down at the controls. He pulls the CB microphone down, and he slides the button, and he says, Shard of the Sun to Paragon Control. We are ready for separation. A voice comes back. That is Zari Darwin's, or Wraith's, voice comes back, and she says, Very well, Shard of the Sun. We read you. Separation in five, four, three, two, one. Hawking flips some switches, and 
There is a whooshing sound, and Shard of the Sun disconnects from Paragon Station. And I am going to go ahead and mark more progress here on our vow to get Dancer off Paragon Station because we have just left. So I'm going to mark three more boxes. And that brings us up to nine. So we're going to go ahead and resolve this vow. So I'm going to look up that and roll. Okay, well, I was rolling against a nine on our progress track, and I rolled a three and a six. So that is a strong hit. So we have fulfilled this vow. We get a tick on our legacy quests. And we have gotten Dancer off of Paragon Station. So how I kind of envisioned this, but, right, but Hawking Duvall wants to check out that Precursor Vault still. So he's still thinking about that. But now he knows where it is. He knows where it is. He's been given kind of a nominal permission from Buzzard to go investigate the vault. So he's in pretty good shape. And he is not too concerned just yet because he hasn't really applied his mind to that situation. His first situation, though, is to make sure that Echo, I guess we'll call her Echo from now on, is quite comfortable on Shard of the Sun. So after they disconnect from Paragon Station, Hawking kind of sets a just like a nominal course and moves away from the station. And then I'm going to say he he sets the Shard of the Sun in a high orbit kind of around the planet of Caledon. And after he gets that complete, he turns to Echo and he says, come back here, I'll show you your quarters. Walks her back to the back of Shard of the Sun and he opens a door into this room um, that is a little bit disheveled and has some storage in it, but there is a bunk bed in the kind of in the corner and a little built-in dresser and place where a person could stay, but he's been using this room as storage. And so he looks around and he says, oh, oh, oh my goodness, I am so sorry, Echo. I haven't had someone on board in a long, long time. We will get this cleaned out and we'll turn this into your quarters. And Echo looks at him and says, yes, yes, that, that'll be fine. Um, first, what did you tell Buzzard? How did she let me go? And Hawking kind of looks down and he kind of sheepishly looks back and he looks at her and says, well... I mean, do you want the truth? Echo nods. He said, well, I, I bought the rest of your contract. Echo's eyes kind of go wide. She knew that was quite a bit of money to buy out the rest of her contract. Oh, oh, Hawking, you did that? You, you paid that much money? Hawking nods. But I didn't expect you to go through something like that. It's what it took. And I did it. And here you are. I fulfilled my vow to you. Echo kind of just wonders for a minute. What type of man is she dealing with here? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Forged Among Stars. Please consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you are listening to it so you never miss an episode. Another episode will be out soon, but until then, 
I will see you among the stars. Thank <laughs> you.